Hi, I'm Amber. I am an energy healer and a teacher, um, primarily trained in Reiki and shamanism um, and other forms of energy healing and clearing work. So welcome to my podcast channel and welcome to this podcast. Um, today I thought I would talk about uh, manifestation and how we can align ourselves with what it is that we wish to bring into our lives. A lot of my work, if you go on the website, which is sacredspacehealing.org, a lot of my work is primarily focused on clearing wounds and blocks. So there's the core wound work and the sacred feminine work and the block clearing work. And for a long time now, I focused on clearing. You know, how can we clear what stands in the way of us being in our power or how can we clear and heal our wounds or you know, clear energies that aren't assisting us. And my own personal journey has been about that as well, you know, a lot of clearing. And in the last few months, it's become, uh, well, there's been a different focus. And the focus has been about aligning oneself with what it is that you want. And so I think that sometimes the journey to manifestation is this really interesting balance between aligning with what we want and the resonance of that you know the feeling of that but at the same time being very aware of the obstacles that come up to that in our thinking in our emotions in our lives and clearing those very quickly because we don't want to get caught up in the sort of spin cycle of clearing 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 we actually want to clear so we can move forward so it's a little bit like I don't know if we were to think of an analogy if you were clearing snow from your front drive and you've got your shovel and you're clearing 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 and you get so focused on the clearing that you actually think oh hang on a second you know the 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 front lawn doesn't look great maybe I'll just dig up this bit of grass and I'll plant some new seeds and then and then you do all of that and you go well no the shrubbery doesn't look right now you're digging up the shrubbery and you're you're putting in new plants and before you know it you've not actually done anything in terms of moving past your front gate um, what you've done is cleared your front gate and recreated it but the actual intention of clearing the pathway was so that you could leave your house and go to where you wanted to go and I feel like sometimes that's what can happen is we can get so caught up in the clearing that we don't move forwards or we do move forwards but it's it's very very tiny steps and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that but my one of my realizations has been that the more we look for something to clear the more we're going to find it so the more we say there's something wrong with me or I need to heal this or this thing happened to me, then the more we're going to find it, it's always going to be there because we are perfectly imperfect or imperfectly perfect. You know, we we are not here to be 100% perfect and completely godlike because if we were, we wouldn't be here on planet Earth. We're here on planet Earth to experience polarity in our lives, in our thoughts, in, in our emotions, in our um, relationships and in our experiences and that's why we came to what people call earth school we came here to experience polarity because in the spirit world everything is love everything is oneness and for whatever reason our souls decided that we wanted to come and experience something different that's one take on it you may have your own but that's like one of the ways that I look at it and if I came here to this planet to experience something different why do I keep fighting that very experience it's about finding equanimity in the polarity and lessening the polarity so it's not such a seesaw so we can dance between emotions and thought forms and experiences but not get caught up in any of them just let them go and move on let them go and move on with a lightness of spirit, with a lightness of humour.
So manifesting what we want is about being very much aligned with the energy, the frequency of what it is that we, we want to call into our lives. And so how do we do that? Two main words, love and joy. We can put our prayers out into the universe with fear or anger or regret or sadness. And in many ways, those prayers, those intentions to the universe are answered. But they may not be answered in the way that we actually intend. So say we, oh, I don't know, what are the things that we worry about the most? I suppose we worry about relationships, we worry about our finances. So say that we're worried about a relationship. Uh, Say there's a woman and she's married to her partner, her husband, and she has a fear, she has a great fear that he's going to cheat on her, he's going to leave her, they're going through a difficult period and her fear is, he's going to cheat on me. So her prayer could be from a place of fear, please God, please don't let my husband cheat on me, please God, please don't let my husband leave me, please God, please don't let our marriage end. And, you know, maybe she believes in God, maybe she doesn't, maybe she's talking to the universe and saying, dear universe, you know, please don't let my husband leave me. Uh, I don't want that to happen. Now, in the law of the universe, and it's kind of an ancient knowing, but in the law of the universe, there isn't, because because the spirit world, because that other realm that we're placing our prayers into doesn't have polarity, there is no recognition of not. So, please God, please don't let my husband cheat on me, is actually, please God, let my husband cheat on me, because the don't doesn't count. There's no such thing as polarity in the spirit world. Please God, I don't want to lose my husband, sort of translates as, please God, I want to lose my husband. So, if we word our prayers in the negative, all that we're calling to us is the very thing that we don't want. So that's a prayer that we've we've created through fear. And any actions then that we undertake through fear are actually more likely to create the very thing that we fear. And we know this. So, you know, forget the prayers and the intentions to the universe. Let's take the example of the woman not wanting to lose her husband. If this woman is terrified that she's going to lose her husband, or this man is terrified that he's going to lose his wife, you know, it's, it's let's not get fixated on... It has to be one or the other. But if this person is terrified that they're going to lose their partner, how are they going to behave? They're going to behave in ways that are needy, possibly clingy, pushy, uh, jealous, suspicious. And those very actions that are the absence of love are going to push this other person away. If you want to ensure that someone stays with you, the the, the bottom line is that, that everyone has free will. But what you can do is be the most appealing prospect. And being fearful and scared and nervous and jealous is not a very appealing prospect. So just in a purely kind of physical world, common sense level, we know that when we fear something happening, we're actually creating it because we're putting so much energy into not wanting it to happen that all our energy has gone into kind of making it happen. So then how do we put our intentions out into the universe, especially when we're up against it? Like in, in this in this, uh, in this example of the woman who's terrified of losing her husband, her fear is so all-consuming that of course we understand that she's, she's, she feels helpless, she feels hopeless, and this is why her prayer is going out. But how do we transform those feelings of hopelessness into those that can put us in alignment with what we really want? 
And I feel, I believe, I've tested this. I know that the key to this is to raise our vibration to such a place of joy and love that it is an inevitability that the thing that we are asking for is already ours. And all we're saying is, I'm ready to claim it. So the prayer could be, Dear God, dear universe, I wish for greater union with my husband. I wish for greater love with my husband. I wish for greater communication with my husband. I wish that we, I pray that we could see each other through the eyes of love. I pray that we could see each other through your eyes. I pray for greater intimacy with my husband. I pray for greater truth with my husband. I pray for strength in my relationship that I may withstand whatever this relationship goes through. I pray that this relationship be brought up to the level of divine right order. I pray that this relationship be for my best and highest good. And so on. And in those prayers, what we're doing is we're setting very clear intentions for what we want, which is something positive, which is something joyful and loving. And we're also handing that intention over. So we're letting go. In the prayer of fear, we're so gripping on to an end result, which in the same example is I don't want him to leave me, that we're not open to any other possibility for the healing to come in. Then the possibilities are endless if this woman were to let go it might be that her and her husband separate but in that separation they develop richer personal lives and when they come back together again they come back more empowered and more balanced so they can love each other better it could be that they do separate and in that separation although there is pain there is also a lot of understanding and eventually this woman then goes on to meet her greatest love of her life, her greatest soul union. Um, it could be that in the separation, this woman finds a career that she never had before or friends that she didn't have before. We really can't know. And I think part of asking uh, asking for our, our prayers from a place of joy and love is that we have an innate belief that the universe loves us, that we are loved unconditionally and that life loves us. And so this is when we come up against the blocks. So I feel that when we're manifesting, it's really clear. It's very important to be clear about what it is that we want to manifest and then to be really mindful of any blocks that are coming up. So if you create your vision board, for example, and you write on your vision board in six months time, I want um, a pay rise and you put down the figure that you want. But actually, as you're writing the figure down, you know, you want to say, I want a pay rise of 10,000, but as you're writing 10,000, a part of you is going, that's nah, not really going to happen. I don't believe I'm going to get a pay rise of 10,000. So you make it a more realistic pay rise and you say, oh no, I'd like a pay rise of 5,000. But 5,000 doesn't excite you. That's not the figure that's getting you excited, that's getting you motivated, that's making you feel worthwhile. That's your compromise. So now the prayer that you've put out to the universe is this kind of diluted compromise that ultimately is saying, I'm not good enough, I'm only worth this. Rather than, I value myself so much that my worth is this. And yes, you may put a prayer out and say, I want a pay rise of 10,000 and maybe you won't get 10,000, maybe you only get 6,000 or 7,000 or 4,000. But the joy with which you've put that prayer out means that when that 4,000, 5,000 comes to you, even though it didn't hit the 10,000 mark, it's going to come to you with added extras. It's going to come to you with, with that joy, with that love, uh, and who knows what other surprises along the way. I actually think that when we're really clear on what we want to manifest and we've literally like let go of any of the blocks to that manifestation, like we're just completely open to receiving, we can we can put a figure out there in the universe and it will come back at us. Um, 
but we have to get to that very high state, that very high frequency of joy and love, that kind of almost delirious state where we're just happy. And so I think if you were going to kind of do a checklist of how to manifest, you know, one of the things I would put at the top of your checklist is be in a state of pure joy and pure love and do what you need to do to get there. That doesn't mean that you get high on drugs um, or you hurt someone. It means that you get to that place of joy in a way that is holistic and in a way that is nourishing and positive for you. And it could be listening to a really great piece of music. It could be going for a walk. It could be meditating. It could be cooking a great meal. It could be having a bath. It could be anything that makes you feel really, really joyful. Now, you don't have to sustain that joyful period for 24 hours. You just need to sustain it for the concentrated period of time that you want to manifest the thing that you want. So it's just about focus. It's not really about... I have to sit here for three hours feeling really joyful, asking again and again for the same thing. Because that's not what we do. If you think that the universe is like a supermarket or a restaurant, you know, you go to your restaurant, you look at the menu, you know what you want, the waiter comes up to you, is very polite to you, hopefully, and says, what's your order, please? And you say, oh, I'd like the blah, blah, blah. And you hand over your order, and then you don't even think about it because you know that it's being prepared for you. What you don't do is say, oh, this is what I'd like. The waiter writes it down, and then two minutes later, you call him over again and go, this is what I'd like. And then five minutes later, you go and find him as he's serving someone else. And you say, this is what I'd like. And then you go into the kitchen and say, this is what I'd like. You don't keep doing that until your food is delivered. Because by the time your food, well, your food may not even be delivered by that time. They might be so fed up with you. You put your order in and you trust that it's happened. And I think we have to have the same level of faith. That if we are in a concentrated, focused, heightened state of joy and love, and we ask for what we want, boom, bang, Kaboom, it will come to us. It will be delivered to us in divine right order, in perfect timing. And sometimes miracles can really happen like that. You know, you can really say, I've got a bill to pay and I need this amount of money and I need it by next week and it will come in. And sometimes it will take a bit longer because lots of things need to come into alignment before that can be delivered to you. But you, your job is to maintain utmost faith in that vision. And I think sometimes... The hardest part of the process of manifestation is maintaining faith that when it hasn't turned up, it's still on its way. So how do we maintain faith? I think faith comes not from belief in the other person who's going to deliver this thing to you, or in God, or the universe, or your angels, or your guides. I think faith comes from the belief that you are lovable, that you are unconditionally loved and that the universe has your back and that whatever happens, you're going to be okay. That even if the thing that you have asked for is not delivered instantly when you wanted it, it will come to you at the right time in just the way that you need. And meanwhile, all your needs are going to be met. You just have to be open to the opportunities that are around you. Sometimes I find a manifestation that it comes so quickly that I'm not prepared for it. I'm not ready. I may have asked for something and boom, suddenly it's there and I'm not ready. I'm not prepared. So part of the process also is to prepare yourself in readiness for this thing that is coming. If you've asked for the love of your life, you know, there's no point in asking for the love of your life and then sitting around crying and moping every night in a hovel. You've asked for the love of your life to appear. 
you've asked for, I want to spend my birthday with the love of my life and your birthday is six months away. There's no point sitting around by the phone going, well, no one's rung, you know, checking your emails. Where are they? It's your job now to prepare yourself for when your beloved shows up on your birthday in an unexpected way. That means preparing your home, preparing your emotions, your thoughts, your blocks, yourself, your body, uh, your life to make space because your beloved is coming to you in six months' time. And so it's also about making space. You know, if you ask for something to be delivered to you, but there's no space for it to come, there's no one to take delivery of it, there's nowhere to put the delivery, then it can't come to you. Now, often we ask for things without even being aware of what we already have. So it's a little bit like going on a, on a website every day and we're ordering stuff. And we're waiting for it to get delivered, but it hasn't got delivered. Oh, my package isn't. All right, I'll order another one. That hasn't, I'll order another one. Suddenly all three will turn up at the same time. Or we'll miss the delivery. Or there won't be anywhere to put the stuff that we've ordered. So your job, once you've placed your order, is to have faith that it's going to turn up. And then to make space for it. And that's when we start to ask ourselves those questions of, well, what is a block to me receiving this because it's actually out there it's out there right now and the universe wants to give it to me right now so what is my block to receiving that bonus of ten thousand pounds what is my block to receiving the love of my life what is the block to me receiving um that promotion that i want uh that car that i want and it often requires a little bit of investigative work you know it could be Oh, you know, my blocks are receiving ten thousand uh, pounds as a um, as a promotion gift, or my blocks are receiving a raise, or my blocks are receiving the love of my life. Is I don't feel worthy, or I don't trust myself with money, or um, I don't trust relationships, or I don't trust men, or I don't trust women, or and so that's when you do the clearing work, and that's where the two go hand in hand, and they're a beautiful marriage. Is that you put your you put your order out there, and then you suddenly realise that the table is full of dirty plates. So when your dinner is going to turn up and it's going to be everything that you asked for, how are you actually going to enjoy it if the if the table is full of old plates from three months ago that you haven't cleared away because you're so scared that the thing that you asked for won't arrive so you're busy licking an old plate? <laughs> and that's kind of what we do. You know, we don't want to let go of that relationship that isn't working, even though we've asked. I want to be with my beloved. Are you with your beloved right now? No, I'm with someone that it doesn't really feel right with. And you want to end it? Yes, I want to end it. But, oh, I'm scared if I end it, what will happen? Well, you haven't created space for your beloved to come in if you're holding on to a relationship that doesn't work or doesn't feel that exciting, spectacular feeling that you want to experience, that you've said to the universe, I want to experience this. You're holding on to everything that is the opposite of what you say you want to experience. You put a call out and you say, I want that promotion. I want to be recognized for what I can do. And yet you play small in your life every single day. You don't get yourself the suit that will get you noticed at work. You don't get that haircut. You don't take care of your body. You don't eat the right foods. You don't get enough sleep. So if the promotion did turn up tomorrow, you wouldn't be ready for it. You wouldn't be match fit. Um, you say, oh, I want that, I want that £10,000 bonus. I want it in my bank account now. And yet when you look at your finances, you realise that you're, you're, you haven't got a grip on your finances, that for some reason you're not able to save or um, you're not very good with money or you're not very good with budgeting. And so learn those simple skills. And when that bonus comes into your bank account, it's going to be happy in your bank account. It's going to stay in your bank account. 
And I make these things sound really simple, and they're not really simple. These are really complex, deep-seated core wounds that we're often dealing with. And I often, these are the kind of wounds that I'm assisting uh, those I work with in the core wound work. You know, those feelings of not feeling worthy, not feeling safe, um, not having a template for how to be in a relationship, not trusting that relationships are safe or that the planet, this planet, planet Earth is safe, being human is safe, being vulnerable is safe. And so sometimes it does take longer for our dreams to manifest because we've asked for big dreams and because there are some deep-seated wounds that we need to, to, to address. But that doesn't mean that that the things that we've asked for won't arrive. It just means that we're not completely ready for them yet. Even though we think we are, there's other aspects of us that aren't completely ready to receive. Um, and sometimes receiving can be the most terrifying thing. And I often find that it's more terrifying for women to feel safe to receive than it is for men. Um, you could say this is a mass generalization, but this is what I have experienced as a woman and what I see with my clients is that as women, we often have an expectation, whether it's ancestral or it's based on our own experiences or it's part of the collective consciousness, that if we leave ourselves open to receiving, we'll be hurt in some way, we'll be taken advantage of, we'll be damaged, we'll be abused, we'll be we'll be penetrated in a way we don't want to be penetrated. We'll be overtaken, we'll be overwhelmed, we'll be betrayed. We, as women, don't go through life expecting to receive. You know, we don't walk down the street expecting that we will be given way or that we, the, that we will be um, even acknowledged. Many women in many parts of the world don't have that sense that they are even equals in society. So it, I often find that it's harder for women to feel that they're entitled to that raise, that promotion or that incredible love. Whereas often with my male clients, there isn't that sense of I'm not entitled to it. They believe they are entitled to it. And often with male clients, the the, the sort of the, the learning curve is that it won't happen just like that, that actually there has to be a level of preparation and humility and gratitude that comes before we can receive. But often I find that, you know, the male clients that I work with make much quicker strides to the things that they've wanted to achieve to their goals than women, not because there's any difference in men and women being able to do the work or heal their wounds in terms of intellect or capability, but because often women have this, this fear of receiving, whereas men don't. They're ready to receive. And they have this expectation, especially in, well, in most societies, that what they ask for, they will get. If they walk down the street, they will get space. They will get that parking space. They'll get that seat on the train. They'll get that promotion. Whereas for women, it's different. Women are constantly sort of second-guessing. Am I being too masculine? Am I being too feminine? Am I being too slutty? So I think it is a different journey for women. And it's not actually surprising that the majority of my core wound clients happen to be women because when a woman doesn't feel safe to receive rather than rather than kind of say well this is down to conditioning what she'll do is internalize it and say well there's something wrong with me I don't feel safe there's something wrong with me and I think it's a it's a it's a mirror game that we're playing right now in that Women often don't feel safe to receive because it hasn't been safe for women to receive. And so society and our group consciousness needs to change as much as women need to get empowered. Um, but that's another discussion. Um, so manifestation then. 
um, the keys to manifestation to sum up are to get very clear on what it is we want to bring into our lives and keep, to, com- to keep those prayers very direct and positive. This is what I want. So let's not talk about what you don't want. To then ask for what you want in prayer, in ritual, in ceremony, in a letter to the universe, in a very positive way filled with joy and love. Very direct, as if you were talking to your boss. You know, you're not going to go into your boss's office and ramble about the things that have happened to you and what upset you and now why you would like this thing. You're just going to go straight in there and say, I'd like a raise, please. And that's how we put our order out into the universe. That's that's how we direct our prayers. This is what I want. and this is And this is when I want it. And then we let go with the sure knowledge that it's going to come our way in divine timing, in divine right order. And as we let go, we might find that fears come up. And these are our blocks. And so then we start to work through our blocks, the things that are coming up, and we start to heal and address those. So we can get to a place where we're completely open to receive the thing that we've asked for. And part of clearing those blocks is about making space in our energy field and in our lives and in our thoughts so that which we have asked for can come to us. I love doing work like this with with clients. Um, I find it so, just so exciting to bring, help people come into alignment with what it is that they want. And so they can suddenly see how many choices are open to them and that actually the thing that seems so impossible and out of reach isn't out of reach at all. You can manifest it instantly because we are all master manifestors. Um, so I've recently created a body of work called the Manifestation Calls and it's on the website, sacredspacehealing.org. And these are 60-minute calls where we work pretty much like this. What is it that you want? Uh, why do you want it? And then we work through any of your blocks to receiving it, uh, through channeling, um, guidance, through energy healing, through some rituals and meditations that I might share with you. It's very quick and direct and it's just about getting you realigned. Um, and it's really, 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 really fun work. So if the work, if this kind of process calls to you, then please have a have a look at the website, sacredspacehealing.org. Um and drop me an email and we can set up a time for a call. But regardless of the calls, you know, this is work that you can do yourself. Um, And it's good, it's good training to get into. Um, So a nice way to start would be to set an intention every morning of what it is that you want to bring into your life. And keep it simple, you know, today I'd like to have a really nice conversation. Today I'd like to have a really nice cup of tea with a friend. Today I'd like to uh, experience joy for half an hour, you know, whatever it is, uh, hand it over to the universe, clear your blocks to receiving it and get that muscle used to receiving. It's just a muscle. And the more we exercise it, the easier it becomes for us. I hope this podcast has been helpful for you. I tend to, to, to give out a big stream of information quite quickly when I'm channeling information. Um, so I, I always say, in any of the calls that I do or the podcasts, it's wise to go back and listen over because you'll pick up on nuggets um, of information that may assist you. Uh, but wherever you are in your manifestation journey, I wish you lots of joy and love and abundance. And so it is and so it shall be.